Quite an energetic dance, the jive. What's going on at the Stables Theatre? Don't be fooled. Homeland Darling might look like it's set in the 1950s. After all, it has the period costumes designed by an award-winning West End designer. It's got the hair, the music and the dance of the era. But like the idyllically happy marriage of the leading characters Judy and Johnny, all might not be quite what it seems. Homeland Darling is a sparkling and thought-provoking comedy by Laura Wade. It's an exploration of marriage, gender roles and nostalgia and poses the question, how happily married are the happily married? Filled with 1950s music and dancing, the characters jive and windy hop the way around their pastel salt kitchen and open plan living room. Laura Wade's quiver play doesn't so much sing the praises of the good old days as show us that nostalgia ain't what it used to be. I'm Stuart Bailey and I've been speaking to director Ashwin Tigwell and the stars of the show Gavin Nevitt and Joe Flay to find out more. Ashwin, Home and Darling, um, really sounds a fascinating play. Um, what drew you to it is perhaps a cliched question, but we'll go with it anyway. <laughs> well, I love the 1950s. I've got quite a few like 1950s dresses, 1950s skirts and sort of stuff at home. I love the music. I love the era. I love the kind of everything about it. I've studied that at university. Just I did a, uh, a module called McCarthy to Elvis at university, which was quite... Um, <laughs> And I love the films from the period as well. I love all like Doris Day. I really love the era. So when I um, saw, I saw sort of advertisements for the play when it was in London uh, with Catherine Parkinson when it was at the National. I didn't get to see it, unfortunately, but I kind of kept my eye on it because I was like, oh, that looks really interesting. And then last year I was reading it uh, for the pictures and really, really, really loved the play. I was like, oh, I just wonder if the, the amateur rights are available and they were and I pitched and we got the show and I think we're probably one of the first sort of non-professional sets of theatres to get the show in um, I know it's been on professional tour recently so yeah it's really exciting because although when we're watching it we will see the style of the 50s the mm-hmm. dress of the, ni- of the 1950s the music of the 50s the dance of the 50s it's actually set in the present day isn't it yes yeah yeah it's um it's a present day piece. It kind of is, it explores in quite a lot of detail what it means to be a woman, really, in the modern era. Um, that's another reason why it um, drew me to the piece. I like Laura Wade's writing. Her writing's really strong. The characters are all really strong. It's really nice to have a piece with very well-written female characters. We don't always get that sometimes in theatre. Um, I think the female characters particularly are all very, very relatable. They all add something to the piece. Um, they're not necessarily there as a piece of eye candy, which sometimes can be can be the case. So I think it's yeah, it's from that perspective. I was really really um, happy with that. And so. the role of a housewife in the 1950s, of course, was very different to yeah. But it's something that's coming back actually. I've been um, looking at a lot of stuff online. There's this new trend, particularly over in America. Um, with sort of religious connotations, it's called tradwiving. So there's a, there's a whole group in America that um, where these women are choosing to live like traditional traditional wives, tradwives, 
um, and obviously subjugating to their husbands. I don't think that's really the theme here, but it's sort of an interesting thing that that's coming back around as a debate in the modern era. Um, Gavin and Jew, the, the, the happily married couple. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Again, interesting play. I, I just find the the time scale thing quite interesting. You know, the fifties background, but in the, in the present day, you know, how are you two finding it? I mean, and again, I suppose why did why did it appeal to you to to be part of it? Um, I think the biggest appeal for me was, you know, as an amateur, was the fact that it's a new play. Like Ashton said, it's it's there are all sorts of reasons why it's difficult for amateur companies to do modern plays in terms of rights and copyrights and production and if professional companies want to do them and make money from them. But, you know, it, it, I always sort of felt slightly aggrieved that we're still doing, you know, nothing wrong with Noel Coward. They, we did Agatha Christie here recently and it was sold out, so they're great plays, but written in 1941 and 1943 and I just kind of feel, where's the new stuff that we're doing? And this just happened to pop up and I saw... I've been in a play with Ashling before, but I've never known her as a director, and I was always interested to find out what that was like. Oh, and now, no I know, now I know. I, no pressure. Thanks, I, 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 I hear a, I hear a whip cracking in the background. <laughs> and it was new. It was a new play, so I immediately looked and I thought, well, I, I, the idea of something new really appeals to me. And is there a part in there for me? And uh, so then that, I sort of came for the audition, and you know, fingers crossed, really. And and and, Jewel, what about you? I saw it advertised pre-lockdown and I thought, I'm not going to be able to get out and <laughs> see it. It was, at, it was at the National, it was in London, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did order the script and I had a read and I thought, oh, I really like this. And then, of course, lockdown happened and didn't really think about much about it. And then, all of a sudden, it popped up on Facebook. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I had to go for it. Uh, the fact that um, Catherine Parkinson played the lead uh, in the professional production uh, was obviously a big plus because I'm a big fan of female um, red-headed leading ladies. Yes. <laughs> you know, big <laughs> tick. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, no, it it's really appealed to me at the time anyway. Um, and like Gavin said, actually, it's just really nice to have a show here that nobody's seen before. Yes, there've been professional productions, but, you know, Eastbourne, Brighton, right here and done um, by amateurs. Um, but of a professional standard, I'd like to think. I, I just love that. Um, most of the plays that I do or p- uh, productions that I'm involved with tend to be things that haven't been seen before around here because that really appeals, that newness and um, introducing an audience to something that they haven't seen um, and that being their first exposure to it is is my happy place. That's kind of why I do amateur to... And something you can put your own stamp on, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. They've got no... Um, expectations no preconceptions mm. so you can tell them <laughs> how it's going to be so, so how long have you been acting for and what kind of other plays will people have seen you in um i i did a bit in school <laughs> i'm a helenswood girl my first production here at the stables was in 1997 as one of the misses Fezziwig. i think i had one line and then i didn't do anything for ages and you know did union stuff and went off to london didn't do anything and then i came back and um just after my son was born about 10 years ago I did a Christmas carol another one called Crown Matrimonial and then I had another break to have another kid and then I um I got really bitten by the bug I think it was because I needed to get out of the house because um unlike my the role in this play I I 
I'm not necessarily a natural housewife. <laughs> <laughs> um, certainly not as tidy as Judy. And um, and yes, I've done various different bits with with bats, with blods, with stables. Um, and actually, one of my favourites was made in Dagenham, and I played a housewife in that in a very similar situation. Becoming tape cast. Yeah, well, <laughs> the thing was that she was absolutely rebelling against this idea of of being a housewife and. Um, you know, she had a double first from Cambridge and her husband couldn't even imagine her working, never mind being any good. So um, she was really, you know, fighting that. And so to play somebody who's in a similar situation, but completely in love with it, obsessed with it, clinging on to that feeling, um, is really exciting. Yeah, I'm loving it. There is a, there is quite a delicious irony in this play, really, in that uh, Jo, who is a working career woman, modern woman, is playing a woman who likes to have a very tight control of her life and surroundings and wants to be a housewife. I, on the other hand, am the housewife in our family. I gave up work <laughs> to look after our child and I do the cooking and the cleaning and everything like that and my wife does the mortgage paying and the and and I'm playing a man who goes out to work and likes being told what to do and that's quite the opposite of me as well. <laughs> so, so what about your thespian background? So a bit like Joe, I did stuff at school. I wanted to be an actor but I didn't have the confidence to do anything about it. Mm. Um, and I was sort of then waiting for somebody to kind of lead me by the hand and say we'll take you but of course unless they read my mind they wouldn't have known. Yeah. So I, I took the next step, which was to become a, a rugby-playing tree surgeon instead. And I did that for sort of, I don't know, 30 years. And then when I couldn't play rugby anymore, I wanted something to do. And my wife saw an advert for a third company and said, why don't you give it a go? So I did that. And then I came here because I saw they were doing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is a great film. And I thought, great pay. And is there a part for me in it? And there happens to be an extremely tall Native American Indian chief who doesn't say a lot. And I thought, that'll do. <laughs> Not a lot of lines to learn. Exactly. Well, he had a monologue at the start of each scene, and then he played a mute for the rest of the time. So lots to learn and then nothing to do. So I mean, what when the audience come, I mean, what what are you hoping to present them with? What what could they expect to see? Sell it. Why should you know, why should people be booking their tickets? Well, if you love the 1950s era music, for example, you're going to hear a lot of that. You're going to hear a lot of Elvis, um, it's a bit Buddy Holly, a bit of Doris Day, some Peggy Lee, all your sort of Little Richards, Chuck Berry, I think. I think we cover pretty much the whole kind of gambit, but it's Sinatra as well, of 50s music. So if you love that, if you love your 50s fashion, Oh yeah. You're going to see an awful lot of 50s fashion. <laughs> Tell them about the costumes. Oh yeah, <laughs> the costumes, the costumes are are, are quite exciting. But so, you did Murray Lane do. Yeah, you, the Murray Lane. Um so we've had costumes uh designed, so J Joe's costumes are, are have all been sort of designed specifically for this show. And they'll hopefully if it all works out, will be some theatre magic that goes in with the costumes as well. So that's another reason to come and see the show. But then also I think it's a really interesting um, piece. The characters in it are all very well written, very well drawn. I think there's, it's very funny. It's very, very funny in places, but also it's challenging as well. It's not just a comedy. There's lots in there that's going to challenge you. I think there's potential in there that you might get a little bit emotional. Because well. there's this facade of the perfect marriage, yeah. but the play is kind of chronicling the cracking of that facade, isn't yeah. it? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think Not that we want to give the plot away. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out, come and see it. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing a lot of that in rehearsals, and it's yeah, it's getting it's getting quite. I'm feeling mm. it. Ashling has done a great job of really <laughs> getting us to think about the characters and their emotions at any particular time, and drilling down into what what do we see happening, but what is actually happening. What are they actually feeling compared to what they're saying to each other? And if you can, if you can project what they're actually feeling into what they're saying, hopefully the audience will get it. And we'll see a lot more than if they just read the script. Absolutely. I think, I think and I hope that members of our audience will be shifting uncomfortably in their seats <laughs> because there are lots of moments that are so very relatable. I think most people who have been in a relationship have at some point experienced the kinds of arguments um, that uh, Johnny and Judy have during the show. And it's interesting to see how, you know, other people have played through those little things that, you know, so many of us argue about, um, you know, even if you are happily married, those, um, those things that come up, you know, especially when kids come along, that sort of thing, who's going to be, um, who's going to be doing what in the relationship? I always come back to this, don't I? But I think <laughs> most, um, most couples end up having that argument at some point, which is, you know, I'm more tired than you. Oh, I've, I've done this today. I've done that today. That sort of thing. And yeah, that, that does crop up at one point. And I, I think a lot of people will be like, ah, right, OK. <laughs> so people will see reflections of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's really interesting. I think, and it's not. It's uh, although the central relationship in the play is is the, is the marriage between Johnny and Judy. There's also explored like other relationships as well. Alongside that, you have um, relationship between Judy and her mother, which is a really interesting. I'm not going to give too much away about that. It's a really interesting relationship. Just enough to whet people's appetite. Just enough to whet people's <laughs> appetite, and she has some brilliant moments with her mother. Um, and there are some obviously relationships between friends as well gets explored so it's not just this relation relationship between a marriage as well it's, it explores all different types of relationship as well as all those influences that affect the marriage the yeah. the, the outside relationships yeah. the outside friendships that, that, yeah, that yeah. play into the, mm-hmm. the marriage itself yeah, and how people compare themselves whether intentionally mm. or not um with you know how other relationships how other their friends are getting on in their relationship almost you know competitive mindset I think on Judy's part um yeah I, I quite enjoy that as well I, yeah I, I'm, I'm getting a picture of Judy and the, the people I've known in the past I think who would probably fit Judy's all very interestingly yeah including what, my mother <laughs> one of those people where you say oh she's lovely but but yeah <laughs> I think she's I think um, having spoken to a lot of people about this play a lot of people say oh I know someone like that or I know someone like that. when I when I sort of explain the character Judy when I say oh she lives her life in the 1950s and I think actually it's a very um, pertinent play for Hastings because I think there's a lot of um, people around the in and around the old town particularly who would relate to that whole kind of vintage lifestyle of living living their life in vintage clothing and driving vintage cars and having loads of vintage ha- stuff in their home and having their home decked out like a 1950s house. Um, I think there's a lot of people who there are, relate yeah. to that yeah. around this area particularly. And, and Gavin, your, your character, Johnny, I mean, is he... Well, Judy is this domestic goddess, obviously. Is Johnny old-fashioned man, old-fashioned husband who doesn't do a lot at home or is he not allowed to do a lot at home? I think it's... 
probably you don't see too much of how they were before they made the decision to be 50s and once they're in the 50s no he's not allowed he goes out to work he's the man he's the provider he goes out brings in the money comes home judy is there waiting for him to create the perfect evening for him so he can relax and unwind as the 50s were supposed to have been if you believe the soap commercials um I think, but prior to that, he did also love the 50s. It's not that she's converted him. They met at a, at a vintage car rally. He obviously had a long-standing love of the 50s and the styling and the clothing and the music. And that was their, that was their shared pleasure that brought them together in the first place. So he goes into it willingly. He's not, he's not been sort of placed there, really. But Judy is the driving force behind pretty much everything. He likes to do what he's told. <laughs> There's a lot of 1950s dance going on as well. So there's some jive and a little bit of that kind of going on. So if you like, if you like just a 50s... It's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so how's the dance training going? Seamless. Mm. <laughs> Seamless is that... Yeah, you can't see raised them. eyebrows on the radio, can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, no, that sounds, that sounds awkward. Is, it, is yeah. that the challenging part? Uh, unexpectedly so for a man of my slightly advanced years, yes, I would say. Quite an energetic dance, the jive. Of course. I'd say the main challenge, actually, is not our, our lack of um, willing or, or um, ability, it is the temperature. Um, yes. During rehearsals on a Sunday morning when it's been beating <laughs> through the windows, it's been a little bit sweaty. Uh, we, <laughs> we've all got very up close and uh, familiar with each other and each other's aroma. <laughs> and we're kind of just... Pushing through that for the love of oh, art love and theater. drama, yeah. It's, it's I've good. Had a shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good cast bonding. I think the first rehearsal where Adam, our choreographer, um, took them all through their paces, I think they were all a bit like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" But Adam's very patient and very calm and very attentive to them. So I think, yeah, he's done a very because good dance time. is a very different performance art to acting. Yes, um, it is. And some people have an aptitude for dance and some people don't. Well, you'll have to come and see, <laughs> won't you? Yes. You will have something to talk to your friends about in the car or yeah. in the bar, whether it's positive or <laughs> otherwise. I think you will definitely have something to say. You can now find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search for Stables Theatre Hastings. Then, if you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. And that way you'll be helping other people find our growing catalogue of podcasts. If you'd like to book tickets for this or any other show at the Stables, then go to stablestheatre.co.uk or call the box office on 01424 423 221.